Take two, lots of energy. Hello, and welcome to California Accent. I'm one of your hosts, Kate Langsdorf, and here with me in the non-studio today... Is is me, Andy, your other host. That's right. How did you? I thought pretty NPR. Okay. I felt like I, I felt like it was stronger when we were having sound problems. Yeah, but you, know, you had to throw the baby out with the bathwater, <sighs> as it were damn it um so uh we're here we went on a road trip i saw more of california than i've ever seen in all my days yeah we we took a a brief hiatus with this particular podcast partially because it's just been you know tv's been crazy good (laughs) we were busy all right stop yelling at us so we were out of town uh we also had a bad case of election fever and the only Ugh. cure was more election coverage yeah have we not we haven't came, done it since that then came have first. we yeah Ooh, man we're awful eh. um but but you know we're not great i don't know if i'd say we're awful <laughs> just just the worst kinds of people um uh, you know what i think we should do i what? think we should forgive ourselves should we forgive ourselves and move on i think so i forgive myself well, I forgive you, but I'm going to take some time to forgive myself. You know, what a, that's your journey, man. Right? Um, how far north into California had you been prior to our um, Thanksgiving journeys? It's a fair question, and I feel like there are probably several spots along the east-west divide that could come pretty close like everything is kind of like a northern sacramento yeah parallel if you will okay and i know for me i always kind of operate under the assumption that north of sacramento <laughs> about a half hour from there is oregon yeah it's just like you one, like, well, one a, field you know and then... sacramento's way up there yeah 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 you get past that one uh cornfield and then ta-da right or a rice paddy, as it turns out. Well, you and I—we've been to Truckee, but that's right on the on the Nevada border. So, like, I know that that's a little bit farther north, right in the mountains. Uh, well, it's that's kind of what I'm saying—a little east. bit north yeah. of Sacramento, because basically, to get to Truckee, you turn right at Sacramento yeah. and go up into the mountains, and so you're still at basically the same northerliness. You're yeah, just, just a mile higher. up. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that is the tippy tippy top north erdness of california that i've ever seen for all my all my california living but no just, more just had no idea what went on beyond sacramento just a barren wasteland here be monsters and then there be oregon where there are more monsters <laughs> uh, but, but the monsters have different driver's licenses oh there. and the monsters can't pump their own gas so <laughs> different um but we did it. I got to see 
all of Redding. Yeah, turn, turns out if you're going to drive from Southern California to Seattle, Washington, uh, you have to get through all of California. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to. I yeah. just never had any business not, up in. Not counting, obviously, the Humboldt. parts that are south of Los Angeles, which is the minority of California mm-hmm. land-wise and the majority of California population-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've seen all those bits, though. Yeah. So you've seen that. You yeah. Know, it's, it, it wasn't a I've contiguous been to uh, seeing of all of California, but now you can say... And I, well, we went straight up from, the middle, too. So From north to south, south to north, if you will. Somebody's like, oh, well, that's up around here. I go, yeah, I've, I've been through that area. Uh-huh. Because that's, you know, you can just kind of generally say that about that. Oh, yeah, I've been through Colorado. Yeah, 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 yeah. So from... I've been through Oregon. <laughs> field to Shining Field. Yeah. We've uh, seen it all from been, the, the been, strawberry fields to the to almond s- groves. Able to see everything that's within visual distance of the five with the i5 corridor yeah. yeah um on the way up we stopped in a place that uh i had only known from my california dish towel that has the names of the major cities and once you get up past sacramento they just kind of start being like who lives anywhere yeah major city being a little bit of a stretch for some of those yeah i mean like on the coast yes but when you once you start getting inland it's just like where is there a place because you know it's a it's a it's a very artsy towel and so they kind of have to have the names of the towns equidistant from each other sure you have kerning issues to consider you gotta, you gotta consider the kerning the balance within your design yeah so like i'd never heard of of the city of weed until i got that towel i'm like why do they have all these city names? And then they're just like, here's where you buy the weed. Turns out. Turns out. <laughs> like, this seems off-brand for the rest of this towel. I remember as we were driving through weed, I think I made the comment that there must have been a lot of pressure on the guys who run the pot dispensary there mm-hmm. to have the most clever name for a pot dispensary ever. I don't know what they came up with, though. Well, yeah, we didn't see it. It was. I think it was just... I saw a t- uh, like a big billboard for the 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 gimmicky shop where you could go buy the T-shirts that are like I heart weed, get it? Uh, but I don't know if you could actually get any uh, cannabis there. I also well yeah, and so the f- two thoughts on that. The first was I thought it would be funnier to go the opposite direction and try to find the the least punny. Mm-hmm. name possible for the weed marijuana dispensary like the weed municipal cannabis dispensary route five yeah Ex- exit 642 or whatever it is <laughs> just something very bureaucratic yes. like the like from that book of boring postcards from england yeah except it's the the weed marijuana dispensary mm-hmm uh, so we don't know for sure. Also, do you think that Weed has had a dip in their novelty T-shirt and bumper sticker oh, sales sure. since marijuana is now legal throughout the state and readily available everywhere? Now, I have no data on this and have done no research, but I'm going to say that Weed <laughs> well, California... That's very, that's very unusual for this podcast. I'm going to go out and say that Weed California has been the hardest hit of of all of the municipalities uh from from the new legalization laws irony of ironies ah poor weed california weed. falls on hard times after california voters legalize marijuana mm-hmm. 
And it's just a, I'm sure that they've lost 2,300 jobs. And uh, which for uh, weed is a lot of jobs. I think that's I think that's as many people as they might have. Be all the jobs. Yeah, they're all going to have to get jobs at the marijuana dispensary I know. where business I, is booming. I'm I, sure. I assume that all of the uh, public elementary schools had to go to uh, 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 public chartered elementary schools. They're going to do that four day schedule because yeah. they can't afford to keep the lights on for the fifth day. They can't afford to do it. But that, but it's all sponsored by the the weed dispensary from two towns over. Those guys had enough money. They're like, oh, I feel bad for the children of weed. We feel bad. You fall we, on hard we stole times. Stole their livelihood. Anyway, that uh, that concludes my wild speculation about weed, California. We did not stay there. We drove by. Drove through at a rapid rate. <laughs> Get the hell out of weed. It doesn't take long. No. Um, but we did stay in Yreka, not to be confused with Eureka. Right. Eureka, which is, shares the name with the state motto. Which is Eureka. Yes. With, you need the exclamation point. Otherwise, you're not really selling it. And that. <laughs> I think the state motto does have the exclamation point. I think that that's. It, it very much does. Part of the rules. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which means I have found it. Uh-huh. And our state fish is the Garibaldi. Which means I have gone fishing. Oh, I thought it meant I've gone to go get chocolate in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, so that's Eureka. That's a city that's on the coast in Northern California. Yreka, mm-hmm. same spelling except for the first letter, which instead of an E is, you may have guessed, a Y, is an inland town, I will say. I'm going to classify it as a town. All right. They it's may like say that they're, town. They may say they're a city. They may call themselves a thriving, thriving metropolis. But I the think greater that, that metropolitan is area. when grading on the curve of inland Northern California. <laughs> Slightly bigger than weed, and maybe not even. Yeah, and I know that there are official designations of what takes you from a hamlet to a township to <laughs> a town to uh-huh. a city to a metropolis to a megalopolis to a borg or whatever the last yep. thing would be. Mega borg. Um, but Wairika, not... Not huge, not a lot going on mm-hmm. necessarily, except for this one thing that they're kind of famous for. Is it that they've got a Black Bear Diner? Because we ate at it. It was it was cute. They I, they do have a Black Bear Diner, and it's they have I think the third Black Bear Diner. Oh, I noticed that they call themselves the Golden City. Which when we had stayed there, I I didn't realize that there was anything to do with mining because we hadn't been through that part of town yet. I mean, I kind of soon but i was looking around i'm like yeah the trees are kind of golden it's fall yeah, you, you took it as a little bit of a literal yeah i'm like well, nickname. well like what if it rained a little bit more would it still be golden or do they just know it's never gonna rain what there? happens in springtime are they the yeah. green city then do they have different signs <laughs> the gold greenish city yeah uh no it was gold related okay so i i assume that they are uh, uh known for their gold they are not known for their gold they're yellow trees not known for their yellow trees. Their Black Pear Diner, that's the third one. Yes, they are known for that, but that's not their main claim to fame. That construction we saw? Yes, they're a city on the grow. <laughs> Pardon their dust. Wairika <laughs> uh, is the... Uh, am I going to say capital? Uh, perspective capital okay. of... The one of the prospective 51st states. Ooh. 
which is the state of Jefferson. Yeah, there it is. So the as the story goes, I'll I'll give you the view from thirty five thousand feet, and then we'll drill down a little. Okay, as can we every, drill, to, drill down to the AM PM? Yeah, in Wairika. Yes, as every business jerk in the world has ever said. Mm-hmm. Going to be completely open kimono about our. <laughs> Which just sounds like you're flashing someone. Is that what that's supposed to mean? That is what that means. It, that's it. Basically, that means is I'm going to show you my dick. Well, maybe don't say that in a business setting, weirdo. Not you, but those guys. I, I would never say that in a business setting unless I was making fun of those people. Unless you're about to show somebody your dick. <laughs> <laughs> and we're wearing a kimono. I, I prefer when I'm going to show somebody my dick in a business setting to right. be very upfront about it. Like, right, like, listen, anybody who's not into this, <laughs> you can just go. It's fine. It Atten- won't hurt. Attention in the break room, please. <laughs> to be clear, it's not going to affect your if, performance if, review. If you don't want to see my dick... You should probably go drink your coffee somewhere else because this is happening. Because we are open kimono around here. I want to be very open kimono about my open kimono. Oh, business is the worst. Anyway, what? So, (laughs) Wairika is is wants to be the capital of the fifty first state. Yes, an exciting Jefferson, exciting new state. And i I titled this episode in our our notes. Mm The state of Jefferson, parenthetical, first in a series on secession in California. Yes. Because there have both been historical uh, topics on this. And, of course, currently... Current ballot measures. There's a Russian-backed uh, billionaire who's trying to get get that ballot measure. I did not know about the Russian-backed this. Oh, yeah. He didn't want you to know about that part. Oh. Um <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I believe this was uh, thrown funny. thrown out by the courts. The, sounds really good for the, democracy. The ballot, it is. Right, the ballot measure to have the entire state of California secede from the union, uh, which is sometimes referred to as CalExit. I have heard of CalExit. The the one that I'm thinking of is the guy who wants to chop the state up into as many as seven parts. That's the Russian backed guy. That's the guy who's Russian backed, is my understanding. Okay. Because CalExit, like that would, California would be be the entire state becoming a separate nation. Which seems really good for California in a lot of ways, but not really good for like America. Um, Uh, Pros and cons. We don't have enough water. Yeah, there are a lot of angles to consider on that. On the whole, I would say it's probably not a good idea. Right. I I tend to fall on that side having uh 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 been to a lot of civil war graveyards yes. like it seems like maybe let's all just stay put within the history of the united states it has been a very positive story of bringing new states into the fold not a very positive story on these states wanting to get out of the fold right it's uh it, yeah, it's not a revolving door. It's a it's a one way exit. Yeah, you know, sort of, or entrance, I suppose. One way entrance. It's Once, not it's not the gentleman's club from which you can uh, withdraw your membership. Yeah, it's the United States is like the Hotel California. <laughs> you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Oh, okay. So you can you can have your uh, your war of northern aggression, as you might call it. Uh huh. But at the end of the day. You're going to continue to use the U.S. dollar as your currency. Yeah. Um, now, is the state of California at all like the Hotel California? If you were to be coming in, putting signs up in your town saying, join Jefferson. Yes. To Well, I won't say yes to that necessarily, <laughs> but the 
the concept of Jefferson then is not that there's going to be secession from the United States. It's that they don't like the way that uh, the these blowhards in Sacramento. All the way uh, all, in Sacramento. All of these uh, slick city fellers in Sacramento are running the state in a way that does not represent the interests of the citizens of potential future state of Jefferson. Okay. What What is their um, majorist gripe? Mostly that there are too many uh, liberals cool. in California, I think, is the long and the short of it present day. Okay, so it's just like the, the rest of the state does not reflect my political affiliation. Yes, and I think that that's kind of been the idea going all the way back to the beginning of the, the Jefferson concept. Would you so, like to hear some backstory on this? I, I would. I also want to clarify. So it's not that Sacramento is not kind to their gold mining uh, endeavors. Like it's not policy per se. It's just sort of general feeling. I will say this. I am not an A plus scholar on the state of Jefferson. I'm more like a B student. Scholar. More of more of someone who drove through twice just now. Yeah, and I've I've read about it a little bit on the internet. I haven't read any actual scholarly works necessarily, so there may be other deep seated issues. But it seems like the largest one that they have is that we're in this part of a very big state. That's a large chunk of that state mm-hmm. geographically. Yes, but none of the people live here. Yeah, or not none of them, but but a very small portion of them. And so when it comes to any statewide lawmaking that happens. It's like, as, oh, housing, you know, it's good for cities, you know, it's good for homelessness. Right. As we discussed in a previous episode, California does have a very liberal with a lowercase l ballot initiative process, mm-hmm. whereby if the rest of us really wanted to, we could stick it to the Yrikas of the world pretty hard. <laughs> Take and they, it, Yrika. And they couldn't really do anything about no. it. No. Because no matter how many people they get to turn out in Wairika, in Eureka, in Weed, all together. In Humboldt, even. There are more people that live in the service area for our kids' preschool. Yeah. Uh, not preschool. He's not in preschool anymore. Kindergarten. Got, yeah, in, for his elementary school, mm-hmm. then live in those uh, cities combined. Mm-hmm. And so if 10% of Los Angeles yeah, that's turns true. That's out. That's literally true, isn't it? I think it is. If 10% of Los Angeles turns out to vote and that measure passes 5248 in Los Angeles doesn't matter what you do, <laughs> you do in that entire upper third of the state yeah you're not going to get what you want and so they've got a little bit of a, a burr under their saddle about that yeah and have done so this goes back quite a ways to um uh, right around the beginning of the 1940s was okay. when this movement really got up and run it so by the by the 1940s so so this is dust bowl had cleared out world war ii was already was it world war ii had already started well you're jumping the gun a little bit here oh shit okay well i was wondering about how the grapes of wrath played into it um it, it doesn't <laughs> okay keep talking I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna put a pin in it for now sure and we'll get to it uh, eventually Thanks. So the uh, the movement actually does not begin in California. It begins in Oregon. I knew it. I didn't know it, but that actually makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of like cultural bleed starting yeah. in southern Washington. 
Right. Well, so take all of these arguments that we just talked about. Oh, these fat cats in Sacramento and mm-hmm. all these... <laughs> these fat cats in Salem. Hippies in Los Angeles, etc. Yeah, you just change that to all these hippies in Portland and the fat cats in Salem. They're not representing me mm-hmm. and all of my Medford concerns. Mm-hmm. Even though in the 40s, I don't know what it would have been. All, the, all these assholes up in Yakets and Aurora. Those are places, right? That where the logs were. Um, and I, don't, I don't know a lot about this is not Oregon accent Andy it's not <laughs> so I, I only have to know a very small amount about okay. what went on in Oregon the only reason I have to know that is because it was the birth of the movement that is still alive today in Northern California Oregon has kind of given up on this <laughs> like whatever it's fine yeah most of Oregon is like eh, you know what it's going to be what's going to be we don't have to pump our own gas or go to a polling place we can just mail our stuff in it's fine yeah. But in Northern California, they're still grinding this particular axe. And it seems to me that, that there is more rural-ish Oregon combined than there is... Oh, it's like more, it seems like it's a more even split, right? Like as a rural-ish I would Oregonian. Say so, yes. Yeah. Because while Oregon does have its large cities, it doesn't have a Los Angeles mm-hmm. or even a San Francisco Bay Area a sort of population center that is just the where everybody yeah, is the, the the gravitational center necessarily of Oregon and mm-hmm. people might feel differently about that if we were doing Oregon accent and they'd be like no that's not true <laughs> Portland is ruining everything too many craft beers <laughs> sure we're gonna say that's not the case though so this starts off in the town of Port Orford Oregon I have never heard of Port Orford. Nor has anybody else except for the fact that the guy who was the mayor of Port Orford, Oregon, back in October of 41, a guy named Gilbert Gable. That is charming. alliteration on Mm -hmm. the name, Gilbert. Well done to your parents. (laughs) Uh, He had that concern that his part of the state, which is southern Oregon, not oh. not being represented properly by the state government. They're catering to the more populous regions of the state, which are up in the north of Oregon. And uh, what he wanted was for like-minded bros mm-hmm. of Southern Oregon and Northern California to band together and create a new state where oh. their shared interests, despite being separated by that state uh, border at the time, would be represented by their new state government. I should point out as well, Jefferson is one idea for this area as far as being a new state, but there are a couple of other ideas that have bandied about over time. Okay. The one that's probably the the biggest deal conceptually and kind of runs in the opposite direction is the state of Cascadia. Mm. or the nation of Cascadia. Oh. Which the idea there is that there is a very specific bioregion in the Pacific Northwest, and it's all the types of things that you think of when it's the Pacific Northwest. It's the ocean, it's the forests, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that is a region that stretches from Northern California all the way up to the southern part of Alaska. Okay. And would include British Columbia. Oh. And so this is an idea that's been around not as long, but seems to have, I would say, more more captured the popular imagination currently, and it goes the other way. So it's like we're going to 
this nation would be focused on the ecology like healing the planet from yeah it's going to be environmental and we're going to use our energy to make a gully yeah all that kind of stuff and so there's kind of this same idea in the same region going in two very Mm -hmm. opposite directions Uh, we need more self-determination for the things that are important to us even though it's like a nesting doll right of part of that area wants to go this way because they don't like all the the hippie liberals doing this thing and then surrounding them are the pinkos who say we need a whole new country man because like all cars should run on recycled fry oil is the uh is the self-determinationist uh faction all within that that rain shadow or does California not have the rain shadow, right? Well, the rain shadow uh, that you're discussing yeah. is just... Is that outside of that, Cascadia? That uh, part of the Cascade mountain range okay. where Seattle and Tacoma are. So like, if you're looking at the Pacific Northwest in a satellite view, mm-hmm. you can see it's green until you get to the mountains and then it's basically high desert in the yeah. in the eastern part of the state until well, you get to the rockies basically i'm even thinking about like bend oregon and medford and all that where it's like it's not like desert but it's definitely not the the lusciousness that i think of yeah and the way that a rain shadow would work in that case is uh, the geography doesn't play to that so it would rain a normal amount there okay Versus having that thing where the the big mountain range <laughs> okay. causes clouds to dump all their rain before it passes over the mountains, and then there's nothing left. Okay, okay. So that that isn't necessarily what they're what they're going for there, because that idea of Cascadia would include eastern Washington, eastern Oregon, even parts of Idaho and Wyoming. I think. Yeah. The, that concept goes even farther back because apparently Thomas Jefferson had this big plan for when Lewis and Clark got back and said, hey, here's what we found, mm-hmm. that that would be an entirely different country. What? Yeah. Huh. And I think that his main thought on that was, you know, it'll be a similar type country to the United States, but how are we going to administer <laughs> stuff going like, on? We can't get from sea to shining sea. What right. the fuck? And obviously we changed our minds about that pretty quickly and we said you know what we can get from sea to shining sea and in fact we must <laughs> let's manifest the shit one, out of this destiny one might say it's our destiny to do so <laughs> and we will make it manifest mm-hmm. um so that was an idea that had existed 150 years before okay still exists now kind of a low level thing because obviously there's even more bureaucratic red tape that one would go to to create a new country out of parts of two existing countries yeah that sounds like this a real isn't pain europe in the man okay so so it's not cascadia jefferson not it's, cascadia it's the opposite. jefferson is the opposite of cascadia how big would jefferson be it would depend on where you drew the lines i think if you combine Southern Oregon and the parts of Northern California that would be into this, it would be a pretty good sized state with like 14 people in it. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. But you know, the, the land area would be at least in the top half of states, you know, it's going to be bigger than Kentucky as a French. Yeah. Not, so it's, a, not, it's a new Wyoming. Yeah. Not bigger than most of your Western states, mm-hmm. but definitely bigger than anything East of the Mississippi. Hmm. 
All right, all right. So it would, it would it'd be a no fool in uh, state on the map, you know? So first, well, when we first drove into Wairika, I didn't, I didn't see anything about this, but we weren't in the old-timey, fun-timey part of town. It was on the way down from Seattle when we stopped for gas and went through uh, the part that looks like Frontierland at Disneyland, which I loved and thought I was charmed by. I am still charmed by it. But that's where I first saw the, the sign that was like, join Jefferson. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. And then started seeing the great seal of the state of Jefferson in the AMPM. Uh, so how how long has that iteration like how long has the great state, the seal of the great state of Jefferson, been on the beer cooler at AMPM? You think? I'm going to guess that happened somewhere around the time of when Republicans stopped winning statewide in California. Okay. But if I may, mm-hmm. going to go back once again. To go the back na- to 1940s. take me forward. Okay. <laughs> so there was this guy Gilbert Gable. You know he'd been. Mm-hmm getting people excited about this idea and where we make the jump from Oregon to California is that in the great city of Wairika on November 27th, 1941, some uh, young fellows in Wairika brandishing hunting rival rifles stopped traffic on the 99, which was the Ooh, major, yeah, the major uh, thoroughfare in, in Wairika as far as a North South highway goes. Cause the five didn't exist yet. Mm. That was before the interstate system. Mm-hmm. And so they, they stopped traffic as cars were coming through. They're like, hold on, friend. We're here with our guns. You should probably not not keep driving while I'm standing in the middle of the road pointing my gun at you or you know, holding it in the air so you can see that it's a guy with a gun, you know, that right. sort of thing. And when the people in the cars would stop as they're on their way through and say, why, why have I been Hello? pulled over by a man brandishing a gun? Uh, he, they would then hand out copies of their manifesto to the drivers. Say, and it, it's kind of like a, a reverse evangelism thing where the people come to you and you say, have you heard the good news, friend, about the state of Jefferson? Read our, what did he call it, a proclamation of independence. And then they let them drive on their way or did they shoot them dead? They let them drive on their way. No one was shot by this. It was that's good. It was mostly an attention-getting device with okay. the rifles, I think. And they, I mean, it worked. Well, I mean, think about it because you're not going to stop if there's just a guy waving like, at you hey. on the side of the road. Yeah, hi, how are you? Okay. Hey, friend, I have a pamphlet. I don't want your pamphlet. I'm going to keep driving. And they they did this on this November 27th of 1941, and they planned to secede every Thursday. Until further notice. Every, wait. Every Thursday. I guess that was just when it worked best for their schedules. I'm assuming. Oh, oh, okay. I thought, so they got together to plan, not they were going to secede every Thursday from here indefinitely. No, I think that they were going to secede every Thursday. So they were going to do that same thing of, we, hi, people driving through on the way to other places. We hereby today. We are tell you. Okay. That, because it didn't work last week, apparently. Oh. This week. I see, I see. This Thursday, because... Bert and Fred, you know, they get Thursdays off. So that's the day that we're going to do this. Okay. As it were. And and they were going, this was going to be a thing. And that was how they were going to build momentum for, for this movement. They had even gone to the trouble of inaugurating the first governor of the great state of Jefferson, a guy named wow. John Leon Childs, apparently. 
I had no idea that that Jefferson as named Jefferson went back that far. I thought someone made it up in like 2012. No, I think that was about when the revival uh, happened. Okay, okay. But this plan fell apart pretty quickly. Because on December 2nd of 1941, just a few days after their first uh-huh. uh, succession party, uh, Gable, the mayor of Port whatever that started the whole thing, Port Orford, mm-hmm. he died. Ah. So just, just as he was getting a taste of the, the good life of leading a popular movement, uh-huh. uh, he's he's gone. And then on December 7th of 1941... Mm-hmm. It was a day that will live in something, something. Mm-hmm. And the Japanese attack of Pearl Harbor kind of put an end to the fun for citizens of yeah. the prospective state of Jefferson. Because they weren't trying to leave the country. They were just trying to leave California. Correct. But they're still good patriots, just not of California right. or so Oregon. It's a, it's a little bit of a wet blanket on your... My state government isn't representing my right. particular point of view very much when your nation has just been pulled into World War II. Yeah. Okay. Fair. And so that so was... It's like, let's put a pin in this for 50 years. Yeah. That was sort of the the long and the short of the secession of the state of Jefferson. Really bad timing on their part. <laughs> but boy, what a week. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a real roller coaster ride, but the roller coaster broke before it left the station, sort of thing. <laughs> cool. And then the amusement park burned down. <laughs> oh, I feel kind of bad for them now. They had their Thursdays all planned out. And yeah, everything. they they were ready to go. I don't know what they did on Thursdays after that. Maybe I'd they started a book club. They probably got drafted. That's true because it was mostly young men. So I mean, they they obviously know how to have a gun yeah. so one thing that's true throughout the history of histories it would seem is that it's young men who uh, get the most agitated about things and also the young men are the first ones to be sent to war yeah well it couldn't couldn't fight it with uh the older men who know better yeah you, you need some you need some people who are 19 and kind of stupid You're like i'll do it i'll be a hero i'll show you i'll show you all uh and then you were asking about Okay, so how long has this been a, yeah, a yeah. thing in modern era? Uh, I think that it was, I think you said 2012. Mm-hmm. I think that it started picking up steam again right around that time mm. because it was in 2013 that a bunch of county boards of supervisors in Northern California uh, held votes where they voted to withdraw from the state of California and form the state of Jefferson. So it started huh. in Sisiu County, where the Board of Supervisors voted 4-1 to one to withdraw. And then the Yuba, Modoc, Glen, Tahama, Sutter, Lake, and Lassen County Boards of Supervisors have all since held similar votes, and they have all voted uh, to leave California. So everybody's on board, like, as far as the people who... No one in Oregon is on board. Well, okay. All those California supervisors? Yeah, all those boards of supervisors have held a vote. Like, that's right. We don't want to be in California anymore. We want to be in Jefferson instead. What? It is the sort of thing, though, where they're having those votes and their boards of supervisors are all on board, and it doesn't seem like the state government really cares. (laughs) like, no, you are in the middle of the state. So, no? Yeah, I don't even know how you'd... 
So West Virginia, I guess, is sort of a, a template, but that was, you know. They, was... Do, they do look to West Virginia as a, a model. But there was a civil war going on, and so... Right, you know, you and there get, isn't like, right now. Right, if you if like if California had joined forces with Arizona and New Mexico to revolt against the rest of the Union, and the northmost part of California was like, no thanks, I'll stay in the United States, then it seems like you could cite West Virginia as as precedent. But if you're just like, no, I'm gonna do my own thing. I don't really. It's a it's, it's a, a tougher road to hoe, especially if you're doing that as the official like minority party of your state. Like, hey, look, all 15 of us have banded together yeah. to tell the other 40 million of you that you can kick rocks. Like, well, no, thank you. I like my rocks where they are. Yeah, and uh, apparently there's there was even a lawsuit filed by representatives of the state of Jefferson. They called themselves. The Jeffersonians? The citizens for fair representation. So obviously oh. they've been paying attention to how focus groups work. Sure. Uh, they have filed a suit against California Secretary of State Alex Padilla. Uh-huh. With uh. the suit alleging that the 1862 law limiting senators to no more than 40 and assembly members to no more than 80 creates an unconstitutional imbalance of representation that precludes effective self-governance. As protected by the 14th Amendment. Oh. And the desired result of suing California for lack of representation and dilution of vote is better representation across all California and ultimately an independent state of Jefferson. Okay. I know this is not how it works, but I'm I'm kind of part of me is just thinking like, well, you knew where California was when you lived here. (laughs) I mean, they were probably born here and probably so were their parents. And but I'm just like. But yeah, pick a different place to be if you yeah, don't if like. You, and there are a lot of people I think that are. What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, of the same mind that have done just that. Yeah. Yeah, there are plenty of people that have left California to go somewhere else where they feel like their mm-hmm. interests are more likely being served, which is why there. are so many retired cops from Orange County that live in Idaho. I was going to say retired cops from Orange County that live in Idaho. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing that they do. Yeah. Because I think retired firemen too. Yeah. You know, I mean a lot of a lot of these types of guys, the people that get into that line of work are generally more conservative, you know, especially if they're a white guy. Yeah. And they finish up and they're like, "Well, you know, I got my got my pension." I don't like paying taxes. I don't like paying taxes. I don't like uh, the type of socialism that comes from paying taxes to pay for the pensions for people that were public workers. <laughs> I do like my gun. Yeah. So I'm going to do some of that Idaho living. Yeah. Which, I mean, honestly, seems fine. Just yeah, on so many levels. Like, not... yes, if you want to be like shooting a gun every day, go out to a wide open space where you can hunt shit. Yeah, go and hunt all of the deers that Don't they have there because like there are plenty of them. Driving down the mean streets of Wairika. <laughs> yeah, or stopping people from driving down the mean streets of Wairika right. and saying, look at my gun, look at my gun. Here's my pamphlet for you. <laughs> because I'm a fucking weirdo. Like, sorry, I'm sure that they all turned out, out to be very brave veterans for the, the cause of World War II. Thank you for your service. Yeah. However, everything leading up to that point, Weird. I, I operate under the assumption that that was strange behavior even in 1941. 
Look at these fellers. Like, I don't think things have changed so much in our society as Americans that you were used to in the early 40s having a guy with a gun wave you down to hand you his truths I wonder, though, if it was if it seemed common for, like, a Wairika neighborhood. Can I read to you? I'm going to. So far, the, my favorite thing that I have found in the Wikipedia, which is the most charming couple of sentences ever to describe the founding of Wairika. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in March 1851... Abraham Thompson, a mule train packer, discovered gold near Rocky Gulch while traveling along the Siskiyou Trail from Southern Oregon. By April 1851, 2,000 miners had arrived from... Had a, oh, sorry, I blew it. Had arrived in Thompson's Dry Diggins to test their luck. And by June 1851, a gold rush, quote-unquote, boom town of tents, shanties, and a few rough cabins had sprung up. Let's all move to Wairika. It sounds like one of the signs on Tom Sawyer's Island at Disneyland describing what's going on in Frontierland. It definitely does. And I feel like Thompson's Dry Diggins... <laughs> It is probably my favorite brand of shredded wheat. <laughs> oh, mule pack in good time, you guys. Um, so that brings us back to the AMPM. Yeah. In Wairika, where not only are you across the street from, I think, the official state of Jefferson government building. That like little one on the corner that's kind of by the yeah, and they by the bar yeah, and they the had a banner store. made that, that uh, tells you to go to their website to find out more. Yeah, everything else looked very Which, like hipster brew pub. Like everything else downtown was like, oh, this seems this seems cool. Hmm. I see. I don't know if it was so much that it was a hipster brew pub as the thing that the hipster brew pubs are trying to evoke never changed there. Oh, that might be. That might be something. I don't know for sure because I haven't spent that much time yeah. in Wairika, and certainly not the last 50 years. And you were driving, and I was gawking out the window, so it's hard to, yeah. like, and we just did one quick pass. Hard to square that circle. Yeah. Uh, but in that AMPM across the street from the Capitol building of <laughs> Jefferson, <laughs> like the one they storefront. not only had a giant magnet seal of the great state of jefferson just slapped to the side of a ice cooler yeah they also had a section of state of jefferson merchandise oh i did not notice that Mm -hmm. so if you wanted bumper stickers or you wanted a hat i mean kind of i do but not really like i'd be weakened at it (laughs) yeah that's that's the tough part though you have to explain to the people in the hipster brew pub of no i don't really think that they but look it's yeah and I thought maybe they were kind of winking at it, too. I just sort of assumed until I saw the the dude, the young dude, working his shift at the at the counter, finish his shift and and walk to his car wearing wearing his uh, sweatshirt that said Redneck Lives Matter on it. And like, oh, he was serious. The whole the whole AMPM is serious. Huh. Well, I mean, first of all, good on that 19-year-old for getting so into politics. Turns turns out it's a very irony-free movement. Yeah, I was surprised. It's a small one, but they are not winking at anything. No, I I mean, because it is such a charming little town. It looks... I mean, it does look hipster, but because it hasn't changed since 1851. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and Everything so old is new again. I think about if that sort of movement were springing up in Silver Lake, like obviously it would be as a joke. Now, <laughs> yes. May I explain the origin of the Great Seal of the state of Jefferson? The big yellow uh, looks like a big, I kind of remember it looking like a railroad crossing sign, but just because it's black and yellow and had some words on it. Yeah. So it's uh, the the big yellow thing, the circle, uh-huh. that is a gold mining pan. Oh, how charming. Because of the area. Because of the gold. gold right. Golden yeah. city. And... So it's a a big yellow circle mm-hmm. with a circle within it to mm-hmm. indicate that there's a lip to the pan. It's on a field of green, I assume because of trees. Oh, I think I only saw the gold and the black. I don't know if I was seeing a yeah, I think lesser you only version. saw the seal on the side of the cooler. You did not see the whole flag. Oh, oh. Because you missed the merchandise section. My goodness. Yeah, so that's why you always want to walk through the entire AMPM when you're in a strange town because you can find these things out. Hmm. The gold pan does have written around the outside edge of it seal of the great state of Jefferson, which I I feel like that's a little on the nose. Yeah. Like leave something to the imagination, but yeah, you know, they're trying to get buzz. Want to get so want to get, get official. It. And then on the middle of the gold pan are two X's. One for each? What? It's referred to as the double cross. Uh, no, I don't. Oh, because, because they're double, double cross in California. Oh. They've been double crossed. No, they, they see everyone's the hero of their own story. Oh. So they see themselves <laughs> as having been double crossed by this majority that is more interested in what they want to do than what the good people of the prospective state of Jefferson want to do. I I still feel like my read on that is the correct one. Okay, so they got the double cross. Yeah, and they were abandoned by two states. State oh. of California, state of Oregon. State of Oregon. Well, yeah, that's a Even though Oregon double, is double now crossed. not super into it. So uh-huh. there's one cross for each of the states <laughs> that, that have abandoned them. <laughs> that have wronged them. And conveniently, there's a little bit of wordplay there. Yeah. And that is the type of wordplay that would have been very popular in the 1940s. It's a double cross, see? <laughs> That's the type of wordplay that would be very popular if Silver Lake were to pretend to uh, uh, get out of California, too. Um, Cool. I'd like to take a little break so I can refresh my fizzy water and perhaps my coffee. Okay. Be- before we do that, do you feel like there's a lot more to talk no, about No, should here? I just dry mouth my way through it? I would say just dry mouth your way through it, or you can have a swig of my coffee. Give me a I'm swig of that sweet, sweet coffee. Glug, glug. Because I was about ready to wrap it up. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of where things stand now on the state of Jefferson. Nothing is going to happen. Um, can we talk though about how how charming it was up there, apart from the uh, redneck lives matter sweatshirt? We can. I feel like you were more charmed by it than I was. Were you just like, ooh, <laughs> Should, shouldn't? Yeah, shouldn't I mean, stay I stay for too long. There was a section of town where there were businesses that had been around for a while. It looked like, mm-hmm. and the buildings that they were in had been around for a while, and so that part was a little bit charming. And then you get two blocks away from there, and you have dilapidated houses. Were they dilapidated? It they was dark. They seemed pretty dilapidated to me. <sighs> I like that all the streets were named things like Gold. <laughs> Gold Lane. Silver Lane. Golden Lane. 
Gold Pan Lane. Gold Pan Lane. <laughs> Krusty Prospector Parkway. Um, yeah. Flannel Shirt Road. It just, well, yeah, there's nothing else I really need to get into in it, I don't think. Just just like, come on, dudes. Oh, do you know if they if they form their own dealy is there a particular uh, uh like resource of value that they're like that they would be able to offer to the rest of the states yeah like, pulling like, their own weight uh, I, sort of thing i know under that uh russian backed five state solution is like okay well silicon valley is like well they're you know they're offering all the money <laughs> and the tech bro stuff right but if also you'll notice the way that they drew up the lines on the the five state solution it would uh, figure out a way to basically gerrymander all of the Democratic voters into oh, 1.5 of those five states. I absolutely noticed that. And then that was the real reason for it. And then after that, everything else is just window dressing. Sure, sure. But so what's the window dressing for for Jefferson? I think, again, there's not a lot of winking and there's not a lot of irony here. I think they really feel like they just aren't being represented by their state governments and they want to have their own state government. What would the what would the major industry be of Jefferson? Uh, I mean, right now it's discontent and bumper stickers. So once they've got those two things solved, um, I guess you don't need to have a have a major industry to be a state. No, you that's just need not people to live in it. Yeah, no, no one uh, will make you as a state be prosperous. Yeah, but it seems like that's something they want. I think you'll want. find we have a state called Mississippi. I was gonna say, sorry, Mississippi. Get some redeeming qualities. Yeah, do better, Mississippi. Yeah. Well. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah. If anybody here is listening from Mississippi, I'm sorry. You're probably one of the cool ones. <laughs> Call in. Tell us what you like. Uh, and tell us what your industry is besides college football because a lot of states have that. Army. No, I don't know. They, um, they have the army? <laughs> some army. It seems like they got a lot of military personnel down down there. Because there aren't any other jobs? Could be, but don't you have to leave Mississippi and go to one of the places where the Army has bases? Air Force? Is there something in Biloxi? Well, we'll have to look into that. For Mississippi accent? I'm not going to lie to you. I did not prepare uh, Uh, an episode of Mississippi accent for today. Fine. Okay. Well, I look forward to uh, visiting the great state of Jefferson again um, as part of uh uh my shared california heritage with them because you know so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hate on them because they're they're my countrymen and statesmen because i feel like the great state of jefferson would be a real dog that finally caught the car scenario (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i think that there are they are very earnest about this, and I think that everyone at one time or another has felt, regardless of how big your city is or what way you vote and who the current president is, everyone's had that feeling of, you know, I don't really feel like this government's working for me. Man, if especially, we were in charge. Especially if you're not at least a multimillionaire, that's true. Yeah. The government's not working for you. No. And for some people, they feel that more strongly or 
deeply mm-hmm. than others of us do where we might say, well, we're going to have to do more canvassing for the next election. This is the kind of the next tier of that feeling. But at the same time, it doesn't, um, it doesn't seem like a good idea for them to do this no, because of some of these issues that you've brought up of, well, what, what is it that you'd say you do here Yeah, as far as making your money in order to then be able to pay taxes to your new state government? Because in a lot of ways, when it comes to things like repairing their roads or making sure that the electric grid stays on, they're relying on the people from the more popular populous parts of the state to make sure those things happen i think uh my advice to you why which you're obviously listening in on uh just just embrace your just embrace your california accent guys and go on being charming and having your natural beauty and your your ye old time shooting gallery exposition wares i'll come i'll come visit again i'll take some pictures put you on my instagram feed well there you go so, so something to look forward to everyone in Wairika and the great state of Jefferson that's something that you have to look forward to mm-hmm. All right, I think that pretty much covers the topic of the great state of Jefferson yay unless you have anything else I have you no wanna... button apart from yay oh okay very good well thank you for listening and we will be back soon hopefully it won't take another month before the next episode comes out but who knows I want to get on soon to talk about uh, Sunset Magazine's struggles. Ah, yes. I am, you I am have, ginned up. Well, that's a little teaser for you then. Uh, our next episode will be about Sunset Magazine, which is the magazine of the West. Mostly California, but they and, let some other states in. Right. And I wasn't saying that as a, okay, like a, yeah. a knock on the concept. But California, very much indicative of the West. Mm-hmm. Sunset Magazine is in a whole bucket of shit right now, it seems like. Yeah. Get it together, Sunset Magazine. Yeah, maybe we'll solve their problems for them on the podcast, or maybe this will be a eulogy for Sunset Magazine. Maybe they... You'll have to turn in to find out. I have an idea. What if they put their HQ in Wairika, and then that becomes the industry of Jefferson? Hmm. Think about it. Bold. Nobody do that, though. Everybody just get your shit together. Bold blue sky thinking here on California Accent. Evening breeze seems to say, time to be on your way, down where the sun goes down. And if you're late, she will wait, right beside the garden gate, down where the sun goes down. Just you erase from your face that old frown, for there'll be smiles to welcome you. Oh, Mr. Bluebird is hanging around to sing his song of welcome to. That little chat round the bend means that's where your troubles end.